Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with the headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Xi Zhi. Coming up in this edition, Qatar and France have brokered a deal with Israel and Hamas to deliver aid and medication to Gaza. The U.S. military has launched new strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen, and China's gross domestic product grew 5.2 percent in 2023 to top 126 trillion yuan, or 17.5 trillion U.S. dollars. We start in the Middle East. Qatar and France have brokered a deal with Israel and Hamas to deliver urgent medication to some 45 Israeli hostages held in Gaza in return for medical and humanitarian aid for the most vulnerable civilians. The mediators say eight supplies from Qatar will enter the Palestinian enclave from Egypt. On Tuesday, residents said Israeli tanks stormed back into parts of northern Gaza after leaving last week. Heavy explosions were also reported over the northern areas, which were rare over the past two weeks after Israel announced a transition to smaller, targeted operations. Noor Harazin reports in Rafa City. Talking about the reaction of the people here on the ground in Gaza, they are actually disappointed because they are looking for a ceasefire agreement, a truce, a prisoner exchange deal, something that could actually bring peace to the ground here in Gaza. But the very dire humanitarian situation has also its effects on the Israeli hostages, as the more than 2.3 million Palestinians here on the ground. The lack of the、uh, there is no access to clean water, the lack of food, the lack of medicine, and we have been talking about this for weeks now. We have、uh, kidney failure patients, heart diseases patients, diabetes. We have cancer patients that actually have zero access to any medicine here in the market to Gaza. There is no even painkillers. These simple、uh, diclofen, paracetamol painkillers they are not available here in Gaza. And actually, there is a number of people,、uh, Gazans, Palestinians here in Gaza, that died because of the lack of medicine, because they don't have access to these medicines. So yes, this deal, this medicine exchange deal, might bring some relief to the Palestinians here on the ground. But what they are really looking forward is a truce agreement, a ceasefire. According to the Qatari Majid Al Ansari minister, he said that the Qatari government will be sending the medicine to the Al Arish airport through Qatari warplanes, and the Egyptian side will open the Rafah border, allowing the medicine into the Gaza Strip, which will be a big relief for the Palestinian people. That was Noor Harazin reporting in Rafah City. The U.S. military has launched new strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen. Yemeni officials said the strikes occurred shortly after the Houthis claimed responsibility for a missile attack against a U.S.-owned oil tanker in the Gulf of Aden. It further complicates the situation in the region. One day after Iran's Revolutionary Guards attacked what they called Israel's spy headquarters in Iraq, Associated Press News Director John Gambrio has more. The U.S. has launched a third round of strikes. Targeting Yemen's Houthi rebels, the U.S. says these strikes targeted the missiles that the Houthis are using to attack ships in the Red Sea. This comes after the Houthis earlier launched a missile that hit a Maltese flag Greek-managed ship that was in the Red Sea. 
The Houthis had said that these attacks were targeting ships that had clear links to Israel or to the occupied Palestinian territories that Israel is in. All of this raises the risk of a regional conflagration, and it's also seen sort of the risk raise for attacks across the wider Middle East. We've seen Iran on northern Iraq, on Syria, as well as even on Pakistan. They've said that they, in Iraq, were targeting a supposed spy headquarters for the Israeli Mossad intelligence service. Moving forward, it also raises the tensions between Iran and its neighbor Pakistan. Pakistan is a nuclear-armed nation. Both of these countries have diplomatic relations, but have long viewed each other with suspicion, in part over militant attacks. That was John Gambrill with the Associated Press. Now turning to Europe, Chinese Premier Li Qian is in Ireland following his visit to Switzerland. Upon arrival, he said cooperation between China and Ireland has broad prospects and great potential. The two countries are celebrating 45 years of diplomatic ties this year. The Premier's visit is aimed at improving ties and deepening cooperation. Ken Brown reports from Dublin. Chinese Premier Li Qiang arrived in Dublin, Ireland on Tuesday for a two-day visit after attending the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. The Taoiseach or Irish Prime Minister Leo Varadkar said China is one of the world's great powers politically and economically. Li is the highest-profile Chinese official to visit Ireland in almost nine years. According to Eurostat, bilateral trade volume between the two countries increased fivefold from four billion dollars in 2014 to over 27 billion dollars in 2022. Going the other way, Irish exports to China. Have significantly grown to 15 billion dollars, with the agri-food sector alone sending some 785 million dollars worth of exports to China in 2022. Ireland is the only EU member with a trade surplus with China. It has also replaced the US as the biggest provider of microchips, which are made in Intel factories here in Ireland. That was Ken Brown on China-Ireland ties. In the United States, Donald Trump has gone back to court, fresh off the campaign trail in Iowa, for a second defamation case. Writer E. Jean Carroll is accusing the former U.S. president of rape. She won a five million dollar suit against Trump last year. Nathan Kane examines how the many legal challenges facing the Republican frontrunner may affect his presidential campaign. Former U.S. President Trump appeared in the courtroom in New York. This it may feel like déjà vu because there's already been a, a civil trial in this case. Eugene Carroll won her first case against Donald Trump, a defamation case. Basically, the judge agreeing that he, she was sexually abused by Donald Trump in a department store. She won five million dollars in damages in that case, but then he defamed him again, disparaging her character. And so they are back in court. She is now seeking over ten million dollars. Donald Trump's notoriety goes before everything, especially in New York. And of course, Donald Trump in the courtroom. This is as much a campaign stop as it is a civil trial for him. A lot of showmanship. This is just one of the many cases. A civil case. There's another case in、uh, New York about、uh, him overvaluing his businesses. A judgment any day now. We've had those serious cases about、uh, his involvement in the January 6th rioting or insurrection. The documents case in Florida. The Georgia case about election tampering. I could go on. If the ballot box can't stop Donald Trump, and let's look at it from Iowa, he won an astounding success. The courtroom might. That was Nathan King on the defamation case against Donald Trump. In Africa, an all-electric rapid transit network is operational in Senegal's capital. 
The fleet of over 100 solar-powered buses aims to transform mobility in a congested city. Wikistan Niabwa has the story from Dhaka. Senegal inaugurated Sub-Saharan Africa's first all-electric bus rapid transport system with an estimated cost of nearly 700 million U.S. dollars. The BRT consists of 121 buses capable of ferrying 300,000 passengers between 14 of the capital's most densely populated districts in a sustainable way. Senegal's president hailed the project, saying it can have a major impact on Dakar's economy and environment. The BRT is part of an overall strategy to manage traffic in Dakar and its suburbs through organized, regular, safe, and comfortable mobility. Over a distance of 18.3 kilometers, punctuated by these 23 stations and passing through 14 municipalities, it will significantly reduce the journey between Gudiawai and Dakar. The journey, which is to take between one and a half hours to two hours due to traffic jams, will now take 45 minutes with 300,000 passengers a day. The project is a strong, sustainable response to the mobility challenges facing Dakar, and one that we want to see across Africa. The worrying levels of pollution caused by traffic and difficulties of getting around are problems faced by the world's major cities. The rapid growth of Senegal's population, as well as the number of vehicles on the streets in recent years, has created huge traffic problems in Dakar. The BRT comes as a great relief to the local population. We welcome this initiative because it shows that African countries are growing, especially in the field of transport. With BRT, we have a real solution to the endless traffic jams in the country. Traffic and travel will be smoother. The BRT pilot line project is part of an ambitious overall strategy for sustainable urban mobility in Dakar and was constructed by the China Road and Bridge Corporation. That was Wikista Niabwa on the Grand Transportation Network in Senegal. Turning to China, China's gross domestic product grew 5.2 percent in 2023 to top 126 trillion yuan or 17.5 trillion U.S. dollars. In the fourth quarter, the Chinese economy expanded 5.2 percent. Dai Kai breaks it down for us. Many of the major sectors are on an upward trend. They're on that track of recovery. Actually, if we look at industrial output, it grew by 4.6 percent year on year, and equipment manufacturing grew even faster. It registered a 6.8 percent rise, and retail sales had a 7.2 percent rise. And if we look at different areas, online retail sales grew especially strong. It had an 11 percent rise. Other than that, we see investment in、uh, infrastructure and per capita disposable income going up, and imports and exports, grain production, consumer price index, and employment all remaining stable. So authorities say China's growth outpaced the projected 3 percent global average in 2023, and it leads among many of the major economies. And And is expected to serve as a major engine, contributing over 30 percent to global economic growth in 2023. Its exports grew slightly despite global trade slowdowns, and its prices stayed at a reasonable level against the backdrop of a high inflation, you know, in many other regions and countries. But officials say China still faces a severe, complex, 
and uncertain external environment. And domestically, there are also challenges like insufficient demands and also overcapacity in certain industries. So it requires careful management and both maintaining that vitality of the economy and also mitigate risks. That was Dai Kaiyi on the performance of China's economy last year. Meanwhile, Nauru's parliament has approved a motion to restore diplomatic ties with China. The Pacific Island nation announced its decision to sever ties with the Taiwan region earlier this week. Chinese authorities say Nauru's decision reflects the trend of the times. Spokesperson Chen Binghua at the State Council's Taiwan Affairs Office also took the opportunity to address various questions. Zhao Yingfei takes a look. The spokesperson Chen Binghua has to answer multiple questions, addressing Taiwan-related questions. The spokesperson mentioned multiple layers of the One China Principle. He emphasized the historical fact of the One China Principle and the international consensus of it, and it becomes even more important. He serves as a trend of times, according to the spokesperson. After Nauru announced it severs so-called diplomatic ties. With Taiwan and the country on Monday says that it wants to re-establish the ties with China. This is a tense country that has severe diplomatic relations with Taiwan since the DPP authorities came to power. There is only one China in the world, and Taiwan is an inalienable part of the Chinese territory. This is both a legal and historical fact. As well as the prevailing consensus of the international community, we express our appreciation to the relevant country for making the right decision in response to the general trend. It has been proven time and again that upholding the One China principle is the will of the people and the trend of the times. Well, Nauru's decision on Monday came just two days after. Taiwan's Democratic Progressive Party authorities、uh, declares victory over the regional leadership election on Saturday. Well, Chen Minghua says、uh, just the answer from the spokesperson really gives an idea that you have to look at the、uh, results of the election from multiple fields, and you have to take a look at the both two elections, the leadership election as well as the legislature election. Given the fact that although Lai Qingzhe has、uh, claimed victory at the leadership election, the The party got fewer votes compared with the election four years ago. But if you look at the 113 seat legislature election, the DPP won,、uh, garnered 51 seat, while the Chinese Kuomintang garnered 52 seats,、uh, more seats than DPP. It shows that the DPP authorities cannot represent the mainstream public view. That was Zhao Yingfei reporting. Now recapping today's headlines. Qatar and France have brokered a deal with Israel and Hamas to deliver aid and medication to Israeli hostages held in Gaza. The U.S. military has launched new strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen, and China's gross domestic product expanded 5.2 percent in 2023. That's it for this edition of the Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports, and culture. You can subscribe to the Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Qi Zhi. Thank you for listening.